Hey, welcome to Toecast. This week uh, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, we're going to start with corner cutting and the no doing gap. Why do people do it? What I mean is, is there's nothing that bugs me more than a corner cutter. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You've been trained to do it and you cut corners. I guess out of laziness. Or you just don't see the need to take it all the way, do it properly, professionally. These people really have no business in our industry. But it happens because of a few different things, uh, a few different reasons. Sometimes it's the operator who thinks he's a know-it-all. And other times, more interestingly to me, it's a boss. It's somebody's... The owner of the company, the driver manager, who's too freaking pig-headed and stubborn to accept the fact that maybe one of his guys knows a little more than he does. All right. I always called them corner cutters. A couple months ago, I was listening to a book on tape. Uh, let's make it clear, I was not reading a book. I, 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 I don't read books, can't read books. Well, I mean, I can read, but I, I, I don't, I'm not a book reader. But I have discovered books on tape, and some of them are pretty good. And I learned that the proper phrase for cutting corners was uh, the knowing and doing gap, or no doing gap. And what that means is you know what to do. You know the proper way, you've been trained, you've got the experience, but for whatever reason that day, you decide not to do what you know. Why do you do this? I would love someone to explain to me why they do this. It leads to damage, it leads to injuries, it can get very costly, and if you're working around other people, you're not only putting yourself in danger, you're putting others in danger, and that's that's something I have trouble understanding why anyone would do. Um, recently, I have seen two posts that this applies to. The first post was a guy, and he was proud of himself. He loaded what looked to be like a P800 UPS truck on a rollback. Yes, we know the truck doesn't weigh much empty. We get it. He claims it was under 13 feet. Those trucks, I would, they got to be about 10 feet. The better your truck is, you know, depending on LCG or what size tires, you know, you're looking probably 42 to 48 inches. Uh, eh, probably not 48 anymore. They used to be a lot taller. Uh, but anyhow, you add those two numbers together, and you're not staying below 13, and it Damn sure didn't look like it was below 13, but the guy swears it was below 13. So let's just, for a minute, pretend he knows how to use a tape measure. Uh, he he posted this picture. Hey, look at me. Look what I loaded up on a rollback. And then proceeds to, ah, you know, get bashed in only a way that uh, Facebook could facilitate. And... I don't care. Let's say you're thirteen six even. Let's say you're not overloaded. It looks freaking ridiculous. And to the person going down the street, 
this has to look crazy. The What you're towing, dimension-wise, is like twice as big as what you're towing it with. People don't understand weight. People just see this giant-ass truck on the back of this little rollback, and, and you've got to admit, to the public driving by, they've got to be like, oh, my God. Uh, it just looks fucked up. So somebody says, dude, why did you do that? Why would you do that? And somebody replies, well, that's UPS's policy in our area. We'll let UPS go buy their goddamn own rollback if they want to do it that way. Why are you letting a customer dictate how you're towing their freaking vehicle? You're the tower. They're supposed to call you. They deliver packages. You tow. You don't tell them how to deliver packages. They shouldn't be telling you how to tow. And if you think it's wrong and you do it anyhow because the customer wants it. Now, we know there's circumstances where, yeah, the customer should have, you know, if they have little requests. But those requests to me are, hey, you know what? We don't want our fairings being damaged. Please tow from the front and remove the drive line, reinstall at the other end, we'll pay you for it. Uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, I would, I would abide by that. Uh, if, you know, th- there's a garbage truck company, they didn't want anything rear towed. Uh, yeah, okay. Don't be lazy. Pull it from the front. Pull the drive line. Do the right thing. To let a customer tell you, what truck, what piece of equipment is to be used, that's not a customer I would have any interest in servicing. Another one I saw, it was a guy who said, hey guys, anybody seen this happen before? And his Miller fifth wheel plate adapter is folded and twisted forward while hooked to a customer's trailer. And... I don't know if you've ever used one of the fifth wheel plates from Miller, but it says right in the manual for towing empty trailers, only 24,000 pound capacity. It says it in the book. Well, this driver says, oh my God, look what happened. I wanted to chain sling the loaded trailer with my uh, V70. And the boss said, absolutely not. You have to use a fifth wheel plate with a loaded trailer. Totally, 100% contradicting what Miller's own manual and ratings say. He, he claims he brought it up to his boss. And his boss said, I don't care, they're wrong. Really? You fucking idiot. Now you've got probably, what, five, $600 piece on one of your records just destroyed. And it's lucky it's destroyed not broken because broke would would have meant that that customer's trailer fell off got damaged or worse hurt somebody and who do you blame it on you're going to turn around blame it on your driver your driver did it your driver's going to get the ticket if somebody gets hurt and it turns criminal it's now going to be the driver's fault now so ultimately whose fault is this is it The idiot company owner who's more concerned with being right than he is with being safe? Or is the tower, the employee, is he worse because he knew, he knew not to do it and he did it anyhow. 
So how do you decide who's to blame? I'm going to guess when it comes down to an accident, the driver's going to be blamed and hopefully it doesn't turn criminal. Hopefully nobody was injured other than, you know, just the parts on your truck. But the company is going to be held liable for the financial end of things, right? We are in the middle of a friggin' insurance crisis. Why is anybody taking chances? Right now, anybody who gets a claim, it is being counted towards all of us. If you do something stupid and it results in a claim or a lawsuit or, you know, any number of things like that, it's going to affect us all at this point. These insurance companies seem to be holding every accident in the towing industry against all towers. Um, we had a huge increase this year, massive increase. wasn't because of our loss runs. It was because of everybody else's. It was because of the other people who are not, they're not being safe. They're not... You know, these drivers these days, they've got to protect their licenses. They've got to avoid the speeding tickets. They've got to avoid the fender benders. Company owners need to avoid hiring the people who are getting the speeding tickets and having the fender benders. It's affecting us all right now. And there are hundreds of towers around the country going out of business because they can't afford their insurance renewal. And a lot of these guys, they're getting pinched by this. Some are downsizing, some are going out of business. Uh, our guys with no claims for many, many years. But they're seeing a 100% increase because three towers within 100 miles of them wrecked a truck, injured somebody. And, you know, I don't know if you know how insurance works, but if you hit somebody and they turn in a repair bill for their vehicle, for let's say $10,000, your insurance company pays out the $10,000. Well, until the statute of limitations runs up for them being able to allow, uh, file a lawsuit against you, there is a reserve held. And those reserves by these insurance companies are getting higher and higher. You know, for someone that got tapped in the back, they may have put a $10,000 reserve on your policy. Um, now they're putting $500,000 reserve on your policy because that's what the judgments are coming across as. Uh, South Florida is a freaking disaster. Uh, because, And they're being hit the hardest with the increases because they're getting these atomic judgments. And when you have a reserve against your policy like that, it counts against you at renewal for the value of that reserve. So... Okay, you only did $5,000 worth of damage to their car. When it comes time to renew, and it's within the statute of limitations for that victim, victim, love that word these days, until they can't file a suit against you, that reserve is going to count against you at your renewal. And now it's getting to where that reserve held against you is being held against other towers in your area. So... When I see things being done unsafely, and, and let's face it, this isn't a safe job to begin with. It's a very dangerous job. So why is anybody doing anything that 
could be unsafe. It makes absolutely no sense to me or anyone I speak to. And I have no respect for you if you are knowingly cutting corners. You're violating that knowing and doing gap. You know, you're falling in there. I have no respect for you. It used to just affect you. You'd cost yourself money. Now you're costing everybody money. And from what this guy writes on Facebook, I'm, he'll probably end up losing his job if his boss sees everything that he uh, he put on Facebook about this. It might be better off for him. Maybe he can go work for someone who you know has created a culture of safety in their workplace. This boss hasn't. He he's too damn pig-headed and busy being right to do things safely. Uh, I don't understand it. If you're doing it, I don't like you. I'm sure there's a lot of other towers that don't like you. But, God, throw the twist of social media into it now. How often were these things happening that nobody knew about? Now you've got drivers that are posting this shit and then bashing their own company or bashing their own boss. You know, you. I'm guessing the guy wanted to point out that maybe he was a little smarter than his boss or he wanted to be a little more safe. But the in, in the end, you weren't. You're trying to say you, 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 were, you come out and say you knew better, but then you turn around and did worse. Why would you do that? So maybe it's time to look for a new employer. Uh, this one is no good for you. And you getting on social media damn sure isn't good for him. And it just, it's just social media, this new twist, we have a social media policy in place. We, we enforce it. We're not, we're not, uh, you know, the, the, we're, we're not, we're not hard asses about enforcing it. Our guys, they can post on social media as long as it presents the company in a positive light doesn't post anybody else in a negative light. Um, we are we're very careful on what we post. If there's some bad injuries or a fatality, it's not going to get posted, or we're going to wait to post it until long after we know the the families are notified. You, you'd. I couldn't live with myself if I knew that a family member found out through our Facebook that somebody had died or, or was seriously injured. Uh, I've seen I, I've seen stories and pictures and articles in like the newspaper or on the newspaper's Facebook. Once it's out there public, I, I ease up a little bit because everybody's seen it anyhow. But you do have to be very careful. You have to be compassionate and considerate to those people who are in these accidents. Now, I think there is a value to posting this stuff. I think people need to see the bright, happy, shiny jobs your company's doing, and I think if done correctly, it could be good to show people the bad stuff. All right, this is what can happen. S speed 
lack of driving experience, distracted driving, holy shit, that's a big one now. I'm sure any tower listening to this has seen a steep increase in distracted driving accidents lately. I'd say probably the past two years we've really noticed it. And uh, we, we, we recently worked a fatality where the driver of the car that caused the accident, when they cut him out of the car, he's still clutching his cell phone. His cell phone is still gripped in his hand after flying under a, a trailer at 78 miles an hour and never hitting the brakes. Uh, through a stop sign was not the truck's fault. I think I mentioned that in a previous podcast. So please get trained, gain some experience. Don't try to operate outside of your skill level, especially with the big iron. You get up to 50 tons and more. You better know what you're doing. They, I almost find it irresponsible that the manufacturers are selling 50 ton on up to whoever can get approved for financing. These, a bigger truck is not an excuse. It's not a remedy. It doesn't solve the problem of not knowing what you're doing. It might allow you to look good in some cases, but eventually it will probably harm you or someone else to operate a truck with that much power and size that is out of your league. A good credit score does not make you a good operator. All right, people? Get it through your freaking heads. Um, Tennessee Toe Show is coming up. Who's going? You know, it's it's one of the smaller shows, but I think it's one of the more well-done shows. Um, probably easy to say that because it's it's right in Miller's backyard, so... Of course, they're going to have the latest, greatest there. They're going to do some demos. I know NRC and Jaredan, they do they do their own demos uh, to each his own. The, the venue's pretty good. It's the right size for what's going on. Freaking love going to Chattanooga. Great place, fun town, lots to do. Whether you're in the city hitting the bars or go down to the riverfront they've got a lot of great hiking trails just outside of town uh, you get out on the water find a beach on the uh, river there uh, if you are anywhere in the southeast you ought to be driving to it of course it is in conjunction with the wall of the fallen ceremonies have you ever gone to the wall of the fallen ceremonies i missed one and i i missed one i was at the very first First one where they they, uh, unveiled the statue and the wall. Uh, We we have a, a unfortunately, uh, a previous member of our team who was around way before my time. Unfortunately, their name is on the wall. I missed it one time because it was raining so hard that they had to move it indoor at the museum and there was only enough room for the family members, the actual family members. That first, that first, uh, ceremony, it, it just, if you were there, I'm, I'm going to guess it probably changed your life. And 
my son and I, we were honored to be part of the group that held and unwrapped the flag as they raised it over the event. I will never forget that. I will never forget any of the Wall of the Fallen ceremonies I've gone to. It is freaking heartbreaking. You will never see a larger group of tough guys uh, weeping and 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 crying and just sad for the victims. Uh, it's it's just heartbreaking to see these families have to walk up. Um, it, it's it, please people do everything you can so we don't have to keep adding so many names every year. The you never want to think of a wall this size running out of room, but at this pace, uh, we we're we're gonna fill it up. And that sucks. Sucks for the families. Sucks for the towers. Um, it's terrible. If you're in this business, please, even if you're not in this business, please do everything you can to push the move over law. Educate people whenever you have the chance. Post it on your Facebook page. Put it on Twitter, Instagram, move over. Anyone you see, bring it up. Find a way to bring it up. If you go out to dinner with somebody... Find a way to bring it up. Let them know. I think I see it in people's faces when I tell them that there is a tow operator killed along the roadside every six days. They look at me like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. There's no fucking way, they say. I've had people tell me there's no way that's true. Well, it's fucking true, and I see it in the news, and I see it posted on Facebook, and on Tow Times, and American Towman, and Tow Professional, and I don't fucking like it, and I'm tired of seeing the fucking news reports. So it is up to every one of us. Spread it to your family. Spread it to your friends. Do what you can to get people talking about it. We have to draw awareness to this. People are too absorbed, self-absorbed, too distracted to apparently give a shit about us as towers getting home at night and these wrecks are freaking gruesome man what a what a terrible thing to put a family through just because you want to fucking return that stupid text message uh and you couldn't wait until you got stopped so again please move over law move over law move over law towers talk about it all the time we're the wrong people to discuss it we know it we live it it's real to us every day we need to start getting outside of our zone and pushing it to all the other people. I'd love, love to everybody to take on that challenge and, and just spread the word as the best you can. Um, I'm done for now. The Tennessee Toe Show, hope to see you there. Sure, there'll be a lot of nice shit to buy. And uh, if you want to contact me, it's either Toecast, Tommy Tow Truck on Facebook, there's a page for this uh, podcast, or you can get TommyTTruck at gmail.com. Send me an idea, send me a comment, complaint, criticism, or pat me on the back for doing a mediocre job while trying to do a service to everyone. Uh, I just want to get some of these subjects out there and being talked about. So... Again, thank you, and uh, hope to see you in Tennessee.